Well, hello there, ladies and gents. I'm Sarah Monica, and welcome to the Shine and Thrive podcast, episode number three. Today, I'm going to take you on a quick but very deep dive into how you can figure out your editing style and stay true to it. This topic can feel very heavy at times, and that's mainly because as photographers, and I would know because I have felt the same things you're feeling, we are our own worst critics. And only until we put some boundaries in for ourselves, which I will get into in this episode, it feels like we're constantly going back and forth between being confident in ourselves to doubting ourselves. Does this sound like you? Do you want to find out how to figure out an editing style that feels true to you? If so, stay tuned to find out. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now, I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30-hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to dive into a topic that I know a lot of photographers struggle with, how to figure out your editing style and stay true to it. So I've struggled with it over the years for sure. Uh, So you're not alone. It's something we all deal with. And the reason I want to address this is to show you that it is possible to find a style that feels so you and that you feel satisfied with it even like for many years to come. I want to inspire you to help you stay true to yourself when it comes to editing. So I have five steps here in today's episode that I want to walk you through. Uh, Wait, let me see. Five? Yep, five. And um, yeah, I'm excited to walk you guys through them. Okay, so step one is to be inspired and play. So when you get inspired by other photographers and their editing style, you can buy different presets that are similar to that style and just play around with them. So I know this is pretty much like, well, duh, Sarah, but this is just the foundation. This is like the shortest step. I'm just kind of laying down that foundation for maybe those that have just started uh, in the wedding photography industry and are still trying to figure that out. So for example, after shooting a session, try different presets, tweak them, and just play around to see how it looks, feels, and whether it feels good to you. That's a great starting point, and that's kind of how I started too. Help me figure out the right direction of how I wanted things to be edited. So step two, when using someone else's presets that you've purchased, ask yourself why. So if you choose to use someone's preset because they are successful, popular, booking a lot of clients, and you expect the same when using their preset, then it's the worst way to approach it. I'll tell you why. We have no idea what happens behind the scenes and how hard someone works to get to where they are. You don't know what language they use on their website and with their clients, how they market themselves, how they speak, and who they are at their very core. Like they are a whole separate, different, unique type of human and person. And so there's no reason to compare. So usually we look up to those who connect with who they are and that they share their uniqueness with the world. 
That is what gets them the bookings. It's not just the way that they edit their images. So simply applying someone else's preset to your work is not going to automatically get you clients. You need to dive deep into figuring out who you are and how you want your work to look and then share your vision with the world. Because I'm telling you, people can subconsciously sense the energy you put out there through your work. We all have that instinctual radar of when someone is, isn't is being true to themselves, right? It's not to the point where we think in our heads, oh, they're not being themselves. That's not what I mean. There is an instinctual feeling of something being just off. So if you're not confident with your work and you're putting it out there with that energy, you're going to get the same energy back from people, which is basically them not feeling 100% confident in booking you. You see what I mean? So I know we're getting down to the intuitive and energy path here, but I hope this makes sense to you. Throughout my nine years of being a wedding photographer, whenever I have felt more unsure about my work, there was a direct correlation between how I was feeling and how many bookings I was getting. So if you pay close attention to how you're feeling about yourself and your work and your bookings, you'll know what I'm talking about. Trust me, I know how it feels to get caught in this trap. Uh, Four or five years ago, I caught myself thinking, well, if I edited like this, then maybe I would get more clients. But I had to tell myself that it wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. I wanted to stay true to myself and my business, and so I did. I consciously had to battle that voice in my head and keep pushing through and doing the hard work of finding my style. Therefore, being conscious of why you are using someone's preset is so important. If you apply a preset of or if you apply a preset to your work and are genuinely giddy with excitement because it feels true to who you are, then guess what? It is the right preset for you because it aligns with your soul. It aligns with how you want to see your work and who you are as a person. And another thing, if you have the question playing over and over in your head, am I worthy of being a professional photographer if I use someone else's preset on my work and not my own? The answer is yes. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Yes. We all have different strengths as artists. And the beautiful thing is there are no rules. If you don't know how to create a preset in Lightroom, it doesn't mean that using someone else's preset is stealing their work. The same preset can look totally different on 10 different images, depending on the energy that every photo radiates. But remember, If you still feel off when trying that preset and you keep tweaking it, tweaking it, and something still feels off, but you're thinking, yeah, but they edit like this and they get so many bookings, then stop. (laughs) Stop right there. Get conscious to that thought and run the opposite direction. Start playing with another preset again, or just keep tweaking the one you're currently working on and maybe you'll get it to that point. So again, think about why you are using someone's preset. Is it because you want to copy someone to achieve the same success? Or does it make you feel excited and make you feel like it's exactly what you've been looking for and like it feeds your soul? So step number three is don't get discouraged if it takes time. Four years ago, during the off season, I started playing around with different presets. I caught myself thinking, which one do I go with for literally three weeks between two presets? I'd even call my friend Agnes and ask her which one was better. And she said to me, honestly, Sarah, I can't even see the difference. Either one is amazing. Don't overthink it. And of course, she as a photographer could see the slight difference. But like if she was quickly just glancing or if she was someone that wasn't a photographer, 
She's like, no one could tell the difference. Just like, just pick what you want. And so I know what it's like to get caught up in overthinking things. And there is some merit to it, of course. You want to make sure you make the right choice, but just don't go overboard. Trust your gut every step of the way, because guess what? I ended up deciding on what my gut was telling me in the first place. I could have saved myself freaking three weeks. (laughs) And on the flip side, don't get discouraged if it takes time to figure out your editing style. Learn through the process, start by buying presets, applying them, see what feels right. It'll happen slowly at first if you're just starting out, one session and one photo at a time, but eventually you'll get there. All photography, all photographers feel like this at one point or another in their career. Just be patient and know that in time, you will work your way towards loving your editing style for years with, you know, slight easy tweaks along the way, of course. So far, it's been about three years where my preset has stayed pretty much the same with slight tweaks to temperature and contrast each year, but it feels so good to finally be at a place where I know my preset is here for the long haul. P.S. I don't know what the long haul means for me really. It could be two years, it could be five years, it could be 10 years. As I change and evolve as a human, so will my editing style. So who knows? But for now, and for at least the past three years, I felt real. I feel really, really content with it. And another PS, there will always be those lighting situations that will make you second guess your editing style. Always. Don't let those fool you. Those are there at each and every single wedding. And we just have to accept and not stress out over, um, not stress out over that so much. After all, it's not the lighting. It's not the editing. It's not the lens. And it's like, that all that stuff isn't the stuff that matters. In the end, it's the people and the story behind the photo that matters most. Always, always remember that. Attention fellow wedding photographers and fellow wannabe wedding photographers. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're scared of missing key moments on wedding days. You feel pressured to create photos that are quote-unquote Pinterest perfect and Instagram worthy. You're nervous about all the different lighting scenarios that are out of your control and you're not sure how to handle them. You're confused on how to balance creating beautiful imagery while also capturing authentic moments and emotion. And you're worried about being in people's way way too often. If you're like, hells yeah, Sarah, you read my mind, then I'm here all excited and bushy-tailed, yes, I had to throw in the squirrel reference, to let you know that I've created something for you that will help you become a confident wedding day storyteller in just two weeks. It's an online program that I created just for you called Intuitive Storytelling, and it's officially out and ready for enrollment. I want you to take a moment and imagine for a second what life would be like if you knew how to be at the right place at the right time on wedding days so you can catch those key and in-between moments. You got emails back from your clients saying, you were the best freaking decision we made for our wedding. You also knew how to confidently create strong storytelling photos that people felt emotionally connected to. And you finally felt like an actual fly on the wall, aka people don't stare into your camera all day anymore. Well, it's all possible because I consistently experience these things myself. And now I want to help you make these possibilities become your reality. Are you all bright eyed and bushy tailed right now too? 
Again, had to throw in the squirrel reference, you know me. So listen up. You can get started on learning all my tips and tricks of how I document wedding days as soon as today. You can go to sarahmonica.com forward slash storytelling for all the deets and instructions on how to grab your copy of the course. You'll have lifetime access and you can go at it at your own pace along with a private community of other like-minded photographers that are on the same journey as you are. With intuitive storytelling, you'll be able to learn how to confidently storytell like a pro on wedding days in just two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Uplevel your storytelling game this wedding season so that next year you'll be watching your inbox filling up with even more inquiries. Hello referrals from this year's clients. So again, head over to saramonica.com forward slash storytelling and sign up now. I cannot wait to see you in there. Okay, now we go to step four. Keep your editing timeless. It's so easy to get caught up in trends and what's currently happening in the world of photography. It's a limiting belief to think that unless you go in the direction of where most of the industry is going right now, that you won't book any clients. Be very aware if you are if you are thinking that way. That sort of thinking comes out of fear. And again, I've heard this thought in my head before too. And there were thoughts like, my bookings will decrease if I don't shift my style. Will I even stay relevant if I don't shift my editing style to what's trending? Following trends is the is one thing, but you need to try your best to keep your editing style as timeless as possible. So think about it this way. In 10 or 20 years, when you look back at your editing style, will you think, oh my God, I can't believe we used to edit like that. And oh my gosh, remember selective color? Those black and white images where only the roses are red, for example, or like the kids rubber boots are red. I remember we learned that in uh, when I went to Humber for photography. That was like nine years ago. I learned how to do that. And I remember and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So that was a trend. But now we look back at it and it seems super cheesy. If you just want to play around and try super trendy things, just take a step back for a moment and ask yourself, does it still have a little bit of that timeless vibe? You could also argue that it's representative of, of a particular time and it's cool to look back and see how much things have changed. So if that speaks to you, uh, trend away, do your thing, trend away. Because again, I always just want you to do you in the end, right? These are just suggestions of what worked best for me. So we get to point number five and I love this one and it's a very powerful one. Tell comparison to fuck off. Yep comparison stifles confidence. It stifles creativity and it's a trap I still fall into. But it feels so nice when I consciously get myself out of it and I just feel so free. On my vision board in my office, for example, I have a note that says I do a thing called what I want and it's there to constantly remind me to do what I want and not compare myself to others. And at the end of the day, you don't know what the photographer you're comparing yourself to is doing or feeling or thinking or what their goals even are. They are probably fighting their own battles in their head of comparisonitis, possibly comparing themselves to other photographers too. Then guess what? It just becomes a whole comparison clusterfuck in the industry and everything starts looking the same. This is why it's so important we consciously stop this cycle and set ourselves free to do what we want. Yes, 
totally, it's easier said than done and it takes work, but it's a constant practice for myself. And if you make it a constant practice for yourself too, it'll totally pay off. I myself experience the highs and lows of this too, but every single year I grow into being more me than ever and the work is so worth it. So I want to remind you that your uniqueness is enough. And I know it feels so weird to hear that because maybe you're going through a period in your life where you're just unsure about what you have to offer and who you are. I've been through it. I get emotional thinking about it right now. When I felt that I had to be taking Pinterest-like bright photos, for example, um, that's a time where I really, really felt that way. But when I had a moment of introspection, I discovered that I'm free-spirited and silly and I like doing things my way and I really connect with people that are the same. I like that kind of freedom and I realized that I was attracted I was attracted to people with the same energy and the same mentality. So those were the people I wanted to photograph and it translated into my work. I also discovered that I'm a very sentimental person and I wanted my work to reflect that. So I decided to shoot things in a documentary style instead of the pretty Pinterest style that I felt self-imposed pressure to do. I wanted my clients to be able to look back at the photos and remember exactly how they felt in those moments. So remember this. Successful photographers have found a way to fearlessly tap into who they are and share it with the world. One of my favorite quotes is normal is boring. Think about how you get lit up when you see someone with the courage to randomly tell a joke in the elevator or when you're standing in line somewhere and you see someone playing a practical joke on someone. It breaks up the mundane routine of every day and it sprinkles just some special in that day. You get stimulated. So give that gift to yourself to stimulate yourself every day. And no, 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 not that way, you dirty little little fucker. Well, you know, if it tickles your pickle, yeah, go for it. Oh my God, I had to totally go dirty on that. But also help others have more exciting days by sharing your unique soul with them. Help stimulate them, wake them up from the everyday mundane, boring shit that we all feel sometimes because guess what? Everyone's scared to be themselves and can't say that. That's an absolute. Not everyone, but there are so many of us that are just, we feel stuck. We feel like we can't unleash who we really are because again, we're scared of being judged and comparisonitis. And I don't know if you've listened to my uh, second podcast episode, but I addressed how to attract your ideal clients through being yourself. And I really addressed like the fear of judgment and all of that. So I would highly suggest if that speaks to you, you go listen to episode number two as well. Um, But with this episode, in conclusion, when it comes to editing, it's so much more than just editing. It's about who you attract. It's about being able to feel like yourself in your business and feeling less stressed. There are so many more positive side effects that come out of doing your own thing when you edit. I really, really hope this inspired you to let go of the fear of comparing yourself to others and let go of the feeling like you're not enough. If you're not where you want to be with your editing right now, be patient and have fun exploring just you. Have fun exploring yourself and being in tune with yourself. It feels so liberating on the other side. Wait, before you go, I have some freaking exciting news for you. So from November 14th to the 20th, I will be giving away six one-hour mentoring sessions to celebrate the launch of this podcast. 
To potentially win a one-hour mentoring session with me, all you have to do is rate and review the Shine and Thrive podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or if you don't have iTunes or you can't seem to leave a review to where you listen to your podcasts, then feel free to share my podcast to your story and then just write a review on that story and then screenshot that. Then simply email a screenshot of your review to hello at sarahmonica.com. That's Sarah, no H, Monica with a K, dot com. Each day I will be announcing a new winner on my Instagram stories and that could easily be you. This is your chance to get an opportunity that will take you from feeling stuck in your business to gaining a ton of clarity on your next steps. I'm so grateful for you. Good luck. And I can't wait to hear from you. Yay! Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H Monica with a K Photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is, I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. Is called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.